It's okay. I didn't. I didn't say we we're going to. I just thought I would, just to get your reaction. <laughs> just to mess with me. I mean, that, that's half the reason I play commanders to mess with people. I mean, oh. let's be honest. It's so good. So, so yeah, messing with people. That's definitely something that's going to happen with this new set. There's some shenanigans, for sure. One thousand percent. Like I played them. Yeah. I played the pre-release. Accidentally discovered a, a combination loop that just would not let me die, and it was fucking hilarious. I I think it was you actually at the Kaladash pre-release that I was losing game two <laughs> against. I won game one against, and I was like, "All right, if I get to one more mana," and I didn't end up pulling it off. But I was like, "If I get to one more mana, I will." pull off a combo and take him to time. <laughs> uh, I think it was like Felidar Guardian, the Angel, and something that like yeah. made me a 1-1 one -one servo, so technically I was progressing my board state. Yeah, that was you. I remember that oh, shit. I don't think I got it though. Fucking oh, so good. Fucking Felidar and shit and making copies and life gain and... Yeah. I mean... White was, blue flyers. The lifelink was what and was what keeping you alive when I was trying to hammer you down with my ten tens. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see it. That deck ran four swamps and noxious gear hulk as well. Yeah, it was, it was a bit <laughs> a bit irksome. Yeah, another set mentioned with vehicles. The set has lots of them in Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Like, oh, yeah. It, it's really tempting to think about building a vehicle commander. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of them with the new commander deck coming out, and just, like, the some of the new stuff from the main set itself. And there's so many different built-in thematics to this set. Like, it's not very tunnel-visioned at all. So, yeah, that's. I think that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today is the different shit that's going on here. <laughs> yeah, it kind of actually reminds me of original Kamigawa, with just like how wide it is. Yeah, with where its there design was space. spirits, arcanes, samurais, ninjas. Like, they didn't stop. They just added more stuff. Mm -hmm. Instead of like going tall on a few archetypes, they went wide on a bunch of shallow archetypes. Which I think is good now that we're kind of expanding on them. It's like kind of coming back and helping it. Sadly, no arcanes, though. <laughs> well, there's the second set of Kamigawa, so... Wait, is there? Why, wait, I thought they always did them in sets of two. Has that changed? No, they do sets of... There was only one Kaldheim, one Strixhaven. the hell's wrong with that? One Theros Beyond Death. Like, what the hell? Like, that, that's... This is why shit's getting so crazy. It's because they're not <laughs> taking two sets to expand on thematics and, and keywords and stuff. They're doing it for one set. Like, I have yeah. I have personal griefs with their design and playtest system, which I honestly feel like doesn't exist. And the fact that they're shrinking down their time to expand on this is worrisome. Like, that's... Yeah. Their whole... Their, and honestly, it's literally taken from them that their design theory is called fire, you know? Well, the less... They're, they're burning out that fire too quick. They're smothering it. But anyways, yeah, less about the negative... Yeah, I see what you're thing. saying, though. That's fair. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the actual cool shit that's going on in this set. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this episode, we're going to do a review of five commanders each, so a total of ten, and and uh, a card from the set for each of them that we think is going to work good, kind of looking at them as a role in commander in general and as a leader of the of your 99. A, a card or two, depending, you know. Some of them are actually really exciting. Some of them are very focused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you want to go first, or should I take the number one? Um, actually, yeah, I, I will go first. Um just cause um, I'm going to start with Nashi Moon Sage's Scion and I've been paying a lot of attention to a lot of other podcasts and videos and 
articles and stuff for this set and things, you know, trying to improve my podcast skill set. Um, Nashi is what's considered an under. Um, and there's a lot of command, like they do this whole over 600, under 600, like Nashi's not expected to be played as much as other potential commanders out of this set. But for me, Nashi is, yeah, it's a, it's a black version of Itali, uh, primal storm right that's the name mm-hmm. and but for me that's like hell yeah like this is like having gone every combat and <laughs> i love it because i play mono black so when i take other people's spells from other colors it gives me a chance to do some crazy shit that i wouldn't be able to do normally or that shouldn't happen with my colors and so that's really why I like Nashi who when uh, she attacks you take a card off the top of each person's deck exile it and then I can play one this turn paying life instead of mana so yeah it has a cost for you know not being a big red dinosaur that's very vulnerable Uh, she has ninjutsu that's cool Mm -hmm. and so uh, there's not necessarily I think a card from this set besides that I would normally uh, like jump right on this card um, I did make a note of one called return to action um, trying to remember exactly what it does but generally the cards that I'm going to be putting in this deck are cards that put I either tutor things to the top of my deck or put them from my graveyard on top of my deck or I put cards from people's hands on top of their deck. So I'm thinking like old cards like Agonizing Memories, Painful Memories, and things <laughs> like there's another Memories card that doesn't do. Um, but I get to like look at people's hands, put a card from their hand on top of their deck. So I'm basically choosing the spell that I'm going to steal from them. Or yeah. I search my deck like Vampire Tutor, uh, put a card on top of my deck, or uh, Varagoth. Uh, I'm going to tutor your deck and put a card on top of it, you know? And just set myself up making combos out of other people's cards in weird ways. That's why Nashi's got me excited, because it's not about Nashi. It's about everybody else's shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I love playing Gonti some, and Nashi looks like it's going to be a lot of fun for you. Oh, yeah. Kind of... And also, huge card for the 99 in a lot of decks. I mean, obviously you play it in Gaunti, but you could play it in, uh, uh, what's the guy? Um, yeah. The Tome Bound from uh, AFR. Uh, yeah, Tome Bound uh, would be pretty cool. But there's, I think, also is one of the commanders you mentioned you're going to plan on building out of this set, uh, Nash, you could fit in? Uh, yeah, actually. I was thinking about pivoting into that as well. Segue! Uh, sadly, Nashi's combat damage, Ignition, is an attack trigger. Um, so, my commander, um, and I mentioned him at the end of last episode, too, uh, is Nishin Two Heavens is One. Um, he is a samurai commander. He is red, white, black for a 3-3 that says whenever a creature you control, if attacking would cause, if attacking with a creature would cause a combat trigger to activate, you activate it twice, basically. Um, same wording as Ice as a Wolfgar of Icewind Dale from the AFR Commander set, but he's two less mana, and instead of being red green, he's Mardu. Um, super cool card. I mean, we're gonna see plenty of new synergies with him. Um, plenty of Boros creatures that give you extra combats when they attack. Um, the new Ryu card's good. But I mentioned him last episode. Um, but I'm gonna ask Josh. Do you know um, what the card's brothers Yamazaki do from original Kamigawa? Uh, I'm going to say no before I Google it and cheat. (laughs) Uh, Well, the brothers Yamazaki are actually one card with two separate arts. um, And they're two two and a red for a 2-1 legendary creature human samurai with uh, Bushido 1. Um, the legend rule doesn't apply to them if you control exactly two of this card and each other creature named Brothers Yamazaki is plus two, plus one, and has haste. 
Now in this set, we get a kind of callback. We get Hiroko Yamazaki, the general, and uh, Noriaki Yamazaki, the poet. Um, they are the gen the general is three in a red. The poet is two in a white. Um, and I'll go over the poet first. So two in a white for a three two vigilance human samurai. Uh, whenever a samurai or warrior you control attacks alone, you may cast target enchantment card from your graveyard this turn. Um, and then the general is uh, three in a red for a three three trample. Whenever a samurai or warrior you control attacks alone, you may cast target artifact from your card from your graveyard this turn. So huge recursion uh, in card advantage, and that's I feel the main problem uh, in red white. Of course, luckily with mission you get access to black, but um, a lot of the stuff you kind of want to be doing in this deck, he feels like a very red-white commander still, so it might be hard to fit in a lot of that stuff with what you want to be running. Um, and a lot of that stuff is going to be enchantments, like uh, to give you that card advantage, when I think black card draw, I think Fraxian Arena is the first one that comes to mind. Um, so I already kind of cheated and did two cards from the set, but I kind of feel like they're a callback to Brothers Yamazaki, just right, such a fun right. card that sadly can't work. And uh, they do exactly what your deck wants to do. I mean, if you have both of them out in Nishin, you get to attack with a Samurai, um, and then you get to cast two enchantments and two artifacts from your graveyard. Uh, you know, that's four card advantage every turn. That's just going to eventually grind down your opponent's. Yeah, I will correct myself on my segue suggestions. That, yeah, Nashi has to deal combat damage <laughs> to do its ability, so it's not an attack trigger. However, one of the Sad cards it. that I did note down and didn't mention for Nashi also could work for Nashin, um, is Unforgiving One. What does Unforgiving One do? Whenever it's a two and a black, two, three menace, whenever it attacks... You return target creature card with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the number of modified creatures you control. <laughs> so modified creatures are anything with an equipment, an aura, or counters of any kind. Yeah. So if you've got plus one, plus one counters on everything, those are modified creatures. If you equip two different creatures, they're modified. Auras, modification. Um, now, it specifically has to be counters, equipments, and auras. That's it. But that would give you recursion in your Nash deck. Yeah. And it triggers twice for you. That's so good, actually, yeah. And that's some of the reason why black can benefit you. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, a good card for Commander in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as you have ways to modify your stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think counters are going to be the uh, most common way in Commander. But still, you know. If you're running, like, a, what's it called? A uh, artifact team deck, you'll probably have some enchantment. I mean, some uh, equipment. Yeah, a lot of the creatures themselves are equipment in this set. <laughs> Alright, so who do you have next up on the chop and block? Uh, uh, let's see. Just making sure I pull it up so I don't mess up uh, the wording again. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I have Hidetsugu, Devouring Chaos. Oh, our first spoiler card. Uh, it's still black, by the way. Uh, and black-red-ish. You know. Now, it has mm -hmm. three and a black, four-four. You know, pretty... Eh. But black, sacrifice a creature, scry two. Okay. Just and, so you know. Good. So it's a heavy cost to scry, but, you know, sometimes that makes a lot of big deal. But... It immediately plays into its other ability, which is two and a red tap. Exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. And when you exile a non-land card this way, Hidetsugu, Hidetsugu deals damage equal to the exile card's mana value to any target. So, yeah. <laughs> so you pay four to set up the top of your deck and deal damage to something and play and have the opportunity to play a card from the top of your deck mm -hmm. so you can either set it up to line up a good combo with a cheap card or you can set up to just exile a big a big mana card to blow up a planeswalker or shoot somebody in the face i mean or you could even exile a card that gets like a decent mana discount like emrakul uh from 
uh, uh, Eldritch Moon, the one that uh, gets discounted, still deal the full 13, cast it for cheaper. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I was going to play You Are Already Dead um, with this guy, um, which kills any creature that's dealt damage. Um, oh, yeah. Because memes. Now, now that we're talking about, you just brought up an, uh, an Eldrazi. So my brain instantly triggered to the creature that uh, when it's exiled, you could play it from exile. Oh, the uh, three mana three three. Right, and oh. a card I've been tinkering around with this last couple of weeks, trying to find fun ways to use it. Mortuary, so you could play black, sacrifice the Eldrazi uh, to scry two, then Mortuary will put it on top of my deck, then I'll exile it and deal three damage to something and then I can play it from my exile whether yeah. I can play it from my exile anyways but if I don't I don't lose it but it like it feeds the first ability so I know exactly what's on top of my deck so if I scry two and I want those cards but I don't want to exile them I could set up to just here have a lightning bolt yeah I mean I think Mortuary is just going to be a huge card in this deck just regardless just being able to set up big Big Maybe creatures. you have a big creature that dies, goes back on top, or just a creature you want to have at all times. <laughs> You're literally flinging your dead <laughs> with that combo. <laughs> this card feels like a more fair Yuriko the Tiger's Shadow. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can You've got to pay mana, tap it, so it's like once per turn unless you can do some shenanigans and you get And it's exiled, and you're only doing it to one. Yep. <laughs> yep. Also, it's, yeah. also it's not blue. <laughs> uh, like I said, this is the first card revealed from the set, uh, so I think we've there's been a lot of time to tinker with it. But I think I think there's a lot of fun shenaniganry to be had with this commander. It's in his name, man. Chaos. Like <laughs> you can expect some crazy shit when this commander's sitting in the zone. Which uh, which uh, neon version of it are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the like the one in a hundred cases neon yellow or whatever it is? Holy crap! I didn't even realize that was a thing. Now that I'm looking at yeah. it, uh, <laughs> no, because none of those are black enough. I would, I, I would just want the the basic purple, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, one of them is, like, super, like, stupid rare. Like, you'd have better odds cracking packs of BFC for, uh, what's it called? Expeditions. I mean, if you absolutely have to chase something for looks, um, you, I would, I would probably go for the the red one, just because he's black-red. It just makes sense. Yeah. I guess neon black doesn't work too well. But the neon purple would have been freaking cool. Yeah. As long as it looks like the etched. That would have been sweet. That's a good point. I don't know how this one's... I don't know if we have pictures of how this one looks in real life. Not yet. I mean, <laughs> I know about 100 boxes have been cracked by now from the pre-releases and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I think the purple, for me, would look best. Yeah. I'm colorblind, so I'm not going to comment on it. <laughs> um, well, I think the next... I'm going to take up the throne and go to my next card, which is Light Paul, Emperor's Voice. So good. Uh, so this one's a paragraph in a box. So it's one and a white for a 2-2 legendary creature, Fox Advisor. When an aura enters battlefield under control, if you cast it, you may search your library for an aura card with mana value less than or equal to the aura, and with a different name than each aura I can you control. Put that card onto the battlefield attached to Light Paul's Emperor's Voice and then shuffle. So yes, already such a great card. You know. I I don't need to be the one that says it, but there's so much synergy with White has a plethora of powerful auras that you can cheat out into play through this. You get so much mana advantage. And this is essentially card advantage if you think about it, because you're playing an aura to get another card out from your deck so each or you have is basically a two for one deal um yeah that, that's a good way of putting it uh, so when I look at this oh wait what was some is there a card from this set that you're looking at to throw in with this dude 
Well, you know, surprisingly, there's not a lot of white auras, but, uh, oh, I just had it. Where is it? Um, Incestor's Arrest, uh, Tuna White for Enchantment Aura, Enchant Permanent, Enchanted Permanent can't attack, block, or crew vehicles. It's activated abilities, can't be activated unless they're mana abilities. So you can put this on an opponent's thing, lock down their creature, and then go grab, like, a, this is three mana, so you could grab a Daybreak Coronet, uh, put it on your commander. Yeah, just this this guy feels like a mono white version of that old Esper pain in the ass. Um, the one who had the attack trigger search for any enchantment and put it in play. Uh, Zer. Yeah, this one. Yeah, you had to pay for one, but every enchantment that you would probably build into this deck is going to be a two for one for you. Like, mm -hmm. it's just absurd. Now you have to make sure that half of your stuff that you're going to search for is stuff that's going to go. All, you want to put on light paws because yep. that's all he searches for is stuff for him. And yeah. if if it can attach to him, it'll attach to him. And then, and it's, ugh, it's good. So you're definitely looking to build more of a Voltron build. Um, I'm just going to shout out Sage's Reverie real quick for this deck. Um, Enchant creature, it's three and a white. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one for each aura that's attached to it. And when it ETBs, draw a card for each aura you control that's attached to a creature. Right on. So, do not forget that card. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> it's going to be huge card advantage. It's only four mana, so it'll be easy to get. Sure enough. But, yeah. Um... Why don't we slide on over to your next card? So you brought in some white, so I'm going to do my black-white pick for this set. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Grease Fang, Okiba Boss. Now, uh, obviously there's another pilot that came out in the set, uh, white-blue, super ridiculous one that can pilot damn near anything, and it makes sure of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one says the beginning of combat on my turn. I return target vehicle car from my graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. It doesn't turn it into a creature. And then I return it to my hand at the beginning of the next instep. Uh, one white, black, four, three. The stats are phenomenal uh, for three yeah. mana. Uh, for a legendary creature, rat, pilot. And so there is a bunch of things that I'm going to want to put in this deck that are... Most of them are in this set. But there's one specific card, uh, and that's Mech Hanger. Uh, Mechhanger is yeah. one of the new lands, uh, taps for colorless, or it taps to add one mana of any color, but you spend it only to cast a pilot or vehicle spell. And three tap, target vehicle becomes an artifact creature on the turn. So if I don't have enough creatures to crew, and I have mana, there I go. But all the vehicles I plan on putting in this deck are gonna would be vehicles with ETBs. Like in this set, there's a four mana creature that when it comes in, it deals damage to target equal to the number of vehicles you have in play. Um, and then there's another one when it comes in, uh, you tap a creature. And there's some old Kaladesh vehicles that come in, deal damage, or draw cards, or things. Like, vehicles with ETBs, that's where I would go with this. Yeah. And plus all the other vehicles, too. Because, yes. I mean... Andy's also a fucking rat riding a motorcycle, dude. <laughs> How can you not build him? I mean, yeah. I mean, I already picked the other rat on a motorcycle, so this it just makes sense for me. <laughs> yeah, I like how that's where they went with rats. They were like, alright, so the samurais have all become like generals, and they're like gonna stage an uprising to try to pull off a coup. Uh, what have the rats done? Oh, they start a motorcycle gang. <laughs> Stop, drop, shut them down, open up, shop. That's a that's a rat rider roll. Yeah. Oh. Uh, sorry. No, uh, you're totally fine. No, I mean, I think that's this probably a copyright problem. That's why I'm apologizing. <laughs> you know, I have found out here. I don't think you sang it perfectly enough to where the copyright uh, bots are going to pick it up. Yes. Salute to X, R A P D M E. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Um, but yeah, Grease Fang's huge. I think this card is 
I always wanted to build Esper vehicles, and sadly in this set we got kind of blue-white vehicles, but I might just take those blue-white stuff and take uh, Grease Fang and some of the uh, black, uh, mono-black stuff and just kind of shove it together with a value-generating Esper commander and call it Esper vehicles. Mm. Probably with uh, the one chick who turns on uh, vehicles for a mana. I forget her name. And then you also get the white-blue uh, pilot that came out of the set where all vehicles have crew, too. Yeah. Oh, so good. Ugh. Well, I think I'm going to move on to probably a pick people who know me wouldn't have guessed I would have gone for. Um, and that's Goro Goro, uh, Disciple of Ryusei. Um, so he's one to red for a 2-2 two -two, uh, legendary creature oh just smacked the hell out of my mic 2-2 two -two legendary creature goblin samurai so already we, we're in value town baby um, <laughs> then you can pay a red and creatures you control gain haste until end of turn super good effect honestly one red to make your board hasty good then you can pay 3 red red to create a 5-5 five five dragon spirit creature token with flying. Activate only if you control an attacking modified creature. So again, that's equipment, aura, and counters are modifications. Um, so, super value. Like, uh, you know, you're in mono red, so you're going to be playing empty-handed a lot of the time. This lets you dump your mana um into a sink to make a bunch of uh five fives you can activate multiple times per turn there's no limit um it lets you hasten your creatures so he just kind of seems like a great commander for an aggressive red deck and then late game after you're empty-handed you can funnel your mana into making a board of five five flyers which is a decent board like uh like if you have to spew out tokens you know, they have flying there are decent bodies to block if you only have a couple in play. Um, so yeah, I think Lizard Blades is probably going to be a great card for him. Uh, it's a 2-mana 1-1 one, one with Double Strike Equipment Lizard artifact creature. Equipped creature has Double Strike Reconfigure for 2. So usually you'll be reconfiguring it to have a modified creature attacking. Double Strike, so you can equip these to your 5-5s five and swing with uh, 10 power in the air. You can equip them to another creature to start making 5-5s. Five so you can equip them to Gorogoro himself, because remember, Double Strike also gives First Strike, essentially. So he'll be harder to kill in combat, so you can start making your 5-5s five if you don't have another creature. So yeah, just all in all, just like a good value engine for red, which we don't see a lot of. So I think it was noteworthy. I, I like your card suggestion from the set, for sure. Um, but I, I mean, I just, just even... Thinking about what this commander does, I have two cards that I'm going to throw out there for this. And one, honestly, a lot of the commanders from the set can benefit from Whisper Silk Cloak. Just oh yeah, it's um un unblockable and shroud. I mean, that's what a lot of these guys need. They need to hit, attack, be unblocked. I mean, ninjutsu, go to town. The other card for this guy specifically. And I'm not normally a degenerate person, but uh, Mana Echoes play Dragon Tribal. That's a good, you could you could throw out Mana Echoes Dragon Tribal. Um, for those who don't know, Mana Echoes whatever a creature ETBs, um, you gain you get one colorless mana to your mana pool for each creature that shares a type with it. It's a two red red for an enchantment. <coughs> um, you know I don't think I'll be playing it just because. Uh, a certain price tag problem. Uh, how much is Mana Echoes going for? Oh. Should I even look? Let, let's, 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 uh... That's, like, actually not bad. Not as bad as I thought. $17. Never mind. Yeah, I was, like, thinking way more than that because of how old it is. Did he re... There's no way it got reprinted. Double Masters. It got reprinted. Oh, my God. Okay, that, ex God, that explains God it. God bless you, Maro. For once. <laughs> yeah, no, never mind. Pick up Mana Echoes. For like, every PSA, no matter what deck you're playing, pick up Mana Echoes. PSA is a red card. 
<laughs> yeah. But it's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to... <laughs> right, I know what I'm doing after this, after we record today. <laughs> uh, Putting in the motors. <laughs> yeah. Alright, um... Yeah, it's my turn now. Up, uh, on to you. So, I, apparently, you're all gonna be able to tell what I've been, I'm hooked on from this set, um, even though I never really liked it since Kaladesh, but, um, the next one is Shorikai Genesis Engine. Uh... It's two white blue, eight eight, legendary artifact vehicle. Literally a commander vehicle. And yeah, it just one I looked at I'm like sweet. I get to have a Gundam in my command zone. Um, yeah, it's not black. I know, but I'd do something not black, right? It's got a neat ability to one tap, draw two cards, then discard a card. Okay, so you pay one, draw one, discard one. Basically, you profit in those areas. Then you create a 1-1 colorless pilot creature token with this creature cruise vehicles as though its power were two or greater. Okay. Uh, that's really good, all of that in one ability. I mean, yeah, you're tapping an 8-8. It's got crew 8, so you're rarely going to be crewing this guy uh, on his own. Honestly... You probably want to keep your commander, this guy, not as a creature as best you can. Um, mm -hmm. And it says specifically because it doesn't have the creature type. Shorikai actually literally says Shorikai Genesis Engine could be your commander. Like, yeah. they knew what I was going to be looking <laughs> at. Because this just saves me a lot of Googling is our vehicles creatures. P.S. Vehicles are not creatures. They gain Sadly. the creature type. They are like the old gods, except it's not printed creature on them. Until you crew <laughs> them, they are not creatures. Vehicle is not a creature type. Shrine is not a creature type. Saving oh, you, saving a you. A, no, no, not a shame. Fuck that shit. Nah, it's a shame. Shrine creature type would be fucking broken, and you know it. Oh yeah, shrine would. I have that vehicle. Oh, I could break that too, but not nearly as much. I mean, having everything in my deck be vehicles, and then turning them no I never mind uh, I have plenty of ways I can break vehicles it's okay but yeah um, what can I say uh, put more vehicles in your deck uh, mech hanger because uh, you need a bigger hanger for this and it's white blue so you're going to play white blue stuff I guess because I don't know it's not black um, <laughs> but it makes one ones for one that also basically faithless looting for colorless better and it makes a creature like wow yeah like that's it's a really good he's a really great uh creature token maker <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. if medicine core is voltron this is your transformer gundam for the set mm -hmm. just he's already big no work needed yep genesis wing zero all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of the. I think the uh, pilot commander from that commander deck, uh, Kutari, pilot prodigy is probably gonna be, you know, more popular. Oh god, but... you put that one in this deck. Oh yeah, and for sure. You're piloting, you definitely goes piling the Shorikai for two. Yeah. What? I th I think Shorikai is gonna be the more fun of the two. But you, uh, but you put them blue. together, and it's yeah. Absolutely disgusting. I mean, meet me just swinging with an eight eight every turn. So yeah, good. and they curve together. You can play the pilot prodigy on three, play Shorkai on four on turn five. You're attacking for eight commander damage. Oh, oh yeah, she gives some haste. Ugh. Yep, moving forward. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, I'm going to talk about. Probably a shocking pick for anybody who watched our last episode, but I'm going to talk about Satoru Umizawa. Um, if people remember, this was my least favorite. This is the card in the set I am the least hyped for to play against. Uh, but I have shenaniganry <laughs> uh, for him. I'm planning to build this as probably the stupidest version of Brago ever. So... Satoru Umazawa is one blue-black for a 2-4. Whenever you activate Ninjutsu ability, look at the top three cards of your library, 
Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. This ability only triggers once each turn. So you get a free anticipate whenever you ninjutsu. But the big thing is each creature in your hand has ninjutsu for two blue black. Um, I mean, which is just huge. Uh, obviously, people are going to be playing them to cheat out uh, blight steals and whatnot. Ninjutsu happens after they've declared blocks or not. So you can get some infect with easy infect kills with blight steal. You can cheat out huge Eldrazi. You won't get the annihilator trigger. But I'm building Satoro ETBs, because Ninjutsu, for those who don't know, um, uh, let me find a card with it so I can read it exactly, um, return an unblocked attacking creature you control to your hand, put this card onto the battle from your hand, onto the battlefield from your hand, taps and attacking. So, what seems like a downside of bouncing a creature to your hand is actually huge. So, um, I'm gonna play him, swing with... Uh, tutu, ninjutsu in like, um, oh, Moldrifter, the 2-2 flyer ETB draw two cards. Then next turn, I swing my 2-2 flyer, ninjutsu that back to my hand to activate it again, ninjutsu out, uh, 2-2 frost tapper, tap down my opponents. Um, I'm playing him to cycle between turns of different ETB creatures and just constantly generate value. And I'm so excited. He, uh, obviously, you can do the big creature deck, which if you want to do, good for you. There's a lot of blue-black. There's a lot of one-mana, one-one unblockables you can play. Um, I'd look at the blue section of uh, Edric's Master of Trust for cards to put in. Uh, so you can get that ninjutsu off, um, what's it called, consistently. But, uh, I'm more excited for the value engine aspect of him. Maybe it's because I like to dirtle a little bit. Yeah, he definitely has a lot of things that he can do that just... He can cause a lot of uh, value. Like Just the fact that you can put a bunch of big ETB creatures in and only pay for to put them in play. I mean, yeah, you have some build restrictions where you want to get unblockable things, but... I mean, that's that's what building's about, is finding a way to get what you want out, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. No, um, she, he's he's pretty he's pretty bank bunkers, that's for sure. Yeah, huge card for him. Um, let me go find the name so I don't mess it up. It's one of those portal cards, so, you know, the naming on it's like... Uh, yeah, uh, Shu Quan, Lord of Wu, four white, four blue blue for a four four legendary creature, human soldier. Creatures you control have horsemanship. Horsemanship is they can't be blocked except by other creatures with horsemanship. Going to be huge in this deck. Uh, it basically gives all your creatures unblockable. Right. On. But yeah, um, let's cut over to you. All right. So, I'm also going looking at uh. A underrated blue-black ninja, um, but Ooh. my pick is Kotose, the Silent Spider. Not ninjutsu-based. Um, so when Kotose enters the battlefield, I exile target card other than a basic land from an opponent's graveyard, and sh TLDR extirpate. Um, I searched their hand, graveyard, and library for any of the cards that have that same name. By the way, uh, unless they're playing a very specific type of rat deck or dragon thing, I'm not going to find anything. But you exile all the one, the copies you find. So you could take out one of those Pestilence decks. Um, or that Demon Advocate thing. But that's not why you're building it. Now, after they shuffle... For as long as you control Katose, so you can't flicker her and still have access, I can play one of those exiled cards, and I may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. So, I could exile a non-basic land from their graveyard and play that land. I could exile one of their ninjas and play it, you know? I can play the card, which means I can use alternate casting costs. I can 
uh, pay X mana on the card if I want. It doesn't say cast it uh, without paying its mana cost or anything. So I literally get to utilize, and this is me, always trying <laughs> to play with other people's cards and find ways to play outside of my own color without playing outside my color. And just get to, you get to Gaunty their graveyard with an extirpate. Yeah. An extirpate was an old black spell, pay one black, exile card from a graveyard, find all copies, exile them too. So, very unlikely I'll ever get that other part, but <laughs> uh, the other part is, is that I like Gaunty, and now I get a Gaunty that goes to the graveyard. So, and then I mm-hmm. have a, a rat that Atali Gaunty's top decks. I mean, <laughs> let's go. Let me play all your stuff I mean... without playing Turgrid. <laughs> and Kutose also is good at keeping things dead too that go to graveyard if you're playing against reanimator decks you can snatch things from the graveyard just to prevent them from getting it back cheaply in the future yeah but bear in mind she does specifically say an opponent's graveyard so yeah yeah there is that so if you see your opponent entomb something you can get in there and say stop it no no That was my think, fifth one. Uh, that leaves your last one, doesn't it? Yeah, so I already mentioned my last one about Skatori, Pilot Prodigy. Um, <laughs> uh, one white blue for a 2-4 Merfolk Pirate. Vehicles you control have crew 2. At the beginning of combat on your turn, target artifact creature you control gains lifelink and vigilance until end of turn. Um, so yeah, we already mentioned Jujutsu Shoraki Genesis Engine. And, you know, it's just vehicles have been an archetype I and a lot of commander players have really wanted to make work in commander and it you know, each set we get close, I think Kaldheim you after Kaldheim you probably could have done one and it would have been okay. But I think after this set it's now finally like an archetype that's gonna work in Commander. It's gonna be good. You have some options to play it in different styles. They give us a couple commanders. I mean we have two white blue ones. Um uh, white-black one, and then we... There's uh, a couple Esper cards that really work for the theme unintentionally. The uh, uh, couple cards that just make uh, artifacts creatures already from the past that we can play in the command zone. So, you know, I think I think a big part about it, a big part that a theme needs to be playable is variety. You know, um... Yeah, so when, when you, you see really, one on the field, yeah. you don't know exactly what that deck's doing every time. Because yeah. the options are so limited. But now there's mm-hmm. variables that can be played into a vehicle deck. Yeah, and a vehicle deck doesn't always have to be the same commander, too. It You can have vehicles with multiple different commanders and go to multiple different build paths with them. So I think it's now... I think vehicles are going to be in a good place and... Uh, Expect to see them more at your tables. But yeah, I think Katori's a great choice for a vehicle commander. Yeah, clearly it's not going to be a top-notch thing, but it's definitely going to be viable. Obviously, we're talking... Casual commander. Exactly. We are talking viable at casual tables. You Mm -hmm. won't see a vehicle deck at a CDH table. I mean, you could, but why? I'm sure Blade will make it work. Nah, he's too stuck on his codex, bro. Oh, Cody's so fun. Well, we've gotten through our five cards. Uh, Do you have any special mentions from this set that you noticed? Like Special mentions? Like non-legendary creatures that, uh, or something like that that you might have wanted to mention? Um, yeah, actually, let me scroll up and find it. Um, it's a little card. I think it's going to be pretty underplayed, you know. Um, but... I love Reanimator, Josh. I, I, and I love making Reanimator work outside of black. It invoke justice is one white white, one white 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 for a sorcery. Return target permanent card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Then distribute four plus one plus one counters among any number of creatures and or vehicles target player controls. Um, just more white reanimator, you know? I I think we've had a decent bit in the past. I think white-green reanimator is going to be a more workable archetype now. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. 
Yeah, that means you should probably also want to look at a, a card that I, I think I broke during the pre-release accidentally. Um, it's Brilliant Restoration. Three and four white. You put all oh. of your uh, all your artifacts and enchantments from your graveyard into play. So good. Sorcery. Doesn't exile itself. Mm-hmm. And then you do something stupid like use Shigeki's channel and get an X number of non-legendary cards from your graveyard back to your hand. Oh, yep. look at that. Shigeki's an enchantment, and Brilliant Restoration is a non-legendary card. Okay, yep. let's go. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant Restoration, three mana premium on Replenish, but you get artifacts back as well. Just absolutely insane card. I think get used to seeing it cast. Um, it's, it's a game changer. It's it's the mono white uh, Rise of the Dark Realms equivalent. I think. Uh, I know that's I would a big say, claim. I would say more, more like Kindred. There's a uh, haunt, haunt, haunting voyage. Haunting voyage. That's a good point because it doesn't get back everybody else's stuff, but. Right, but if you're throwing a bunch of enchantments and art enchantment creatures and artifact creatures in your graveyard, or just enchantments and artifacts, shit's about to pop off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you board wiped me. Great card cool. for light paws. Um, so card from the set that I mentioned, very along the lines of uh, Reanimator in a way. Um, containment construct, two mana, two one artifact creature construct. So it can go in anything that does stuff for this. But whenever you discard a card, you may exile that card from your graveyard. If you do, you may play that card this turn. So good. So like in my Rakdos Chainer, I discard a card to activate Rakdos. I exile mm -hmm. that card with Containment Construct. Now I can play a creature from my graveyard and play the card I was I had to discard as well. So if I'm forced to discard something I wanted, I still get to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this card is insane, at, especially at two mana. Um, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to play it in any wheel-themed deck, because it basically gives you extra time with your hand. Um, notably, if you don't cast a card, it stays in exile. Which, you know, isn't the biggest deal, but just something you need to be aware of if you're playing this card. Yeah, but it also says May. So don't exile it unless you oh, know... Oh, it says May? Yes. You may oh, exile it does. that card. Oh, God. Yeah, no, this card's insane. This card is insane. It's just straight options and coverage. Mm -hmm. Speaking of an option, uh, it's a, this is a card that uh, it has very similar effects to a bunch of cards just like it. Uh, Reckoner's Bargain. Yes, it's black. Uh, one in a black. Instant. Common. So, all you popper guys out there. Um, as an additional cost to cast a spell, you sacrifice an artifact or creature. Much like a lot of other cards that do similar effects, you gain life equal to the sacrifice permanent's mana value. Not its power, not its toughness, but its mana value. And then you draw two cards. So, yeah. one, this fits a lot of things uh, that are similar, that you know, you sack a creature, draw two cards, uh, but it's instant, and it gains you mm -hmm. life. Based on mana value, not power, not toughness, because uh, you can sacrifice an artifact, and if you sacrifice, like, oh, I don't know, a fucking something that costs 10 mana, or like that 10-10 that uh, its mana costs reduced for the number of artifacts you have, and then you sack yep. it, you still get the 10 as life, and then you draw two cards. Yeah. So it's just... I mean, just super good. It's There's a lot of cards that do similar things, but I just feel like this one is really good as a common. Like... Yeah. And it's better than some of the older ones. <laughs> that just don't have that life gain option. Or the artifact option. Which you need sometimes. Yeah, you do. Like, uh... Life, life is definitely a resource in Commander, um, and sometimes you need more of it <laughs> to pay to your Necropotence again. Or for me, uh, or if you're playing like the white-black 
uh, Grease Fang. You sacrifice a vehicle. You gain life equal to its mana cost. You draw two cards. You go to combat. You bring that vehicle back. Profit. Yeah. Um, another shout-out I want to do is just all of the legendary lands from the set. The Ijingo, Seed of the Emperor, the Otara, Soaring City, Takamura, Abandoned Mire, Sozenkai, Crucible of Defense, and Beseju, who endures. Um, they're all legendary. Broken. Yeah, channel, um, for those who don't know, as uh, an activated ability, you discard a card, and effect happens. It is not casting a spell. It can't be countered. I believe it can be stifled, but... Yeah, just like Transmute. Other... But other than that, I mean, um, all of them except for the red one are great. If you play them as a land, they just enter untapped and tap for the color. There's one for each color. Uh, so already you can just replace a basic land in your deck for these. So if you pull one, put it in your deck, really, because it replaces a basic land at really very little cost and has huge upsides on each of them. It's, you know, the red one's okay. Also, something I figured out during other release and didn't really realize that this was a thing because I automatically assumed wrong um, channel is instant speed yeah because <laughs> I assumed channel was like cycling it was like transmute that it was a sorcery speed no no it is cycling instant speed it, too I always do that wrong note to self <laughs> I play cycling the fairway Note to self, I need to do it better. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, Obnixilis thanks you for your contribution. <laughs> oh no, what have I done? But yeah, this is looking to be great for Commander. You know, I'm I'm not going to hide it. I'm not the biggest fan of the new aesthetic. Mostly because I liked old Kamigawa a lot. Uh, but... The gameplay mechanics are great for the set. I think this is going to be a huge positive for Commander, and I hope, I really hope this is good for Standard, you know? I might not play the format, but I feel bad for the Standard players at this point. I, I mean, they're all playing on Arena anyways. Nobody's playing in person, really, yeah. where we are at all. Um, but something else to consider from this set... Um, there's two specific types of things that I want people to remember. Don't play Miogens as your commander. Their ability only happens <laughs> if you cast them from your hand. Yeah. And uh, the dragons have cool effects, but they're definitely better in other decks than they themselves. You can still do it, but they contribute to something else more than they benefit from it themselves. Mm -hmm. The last thing I can think of to mention right now is don't play a monocolored shrine commander because in almost every color at most you're getting three shrines. Obviously, yeah. this is going to be one of those things where if someone's playing a shrine deck, it's you pretty much need to play the five color shrine commander to have viability in, in the actual shrine thematic. And it's everyone's going to be playing the same thing the same way. So if you see it or if you're planning on building it, just know that you might feel stale with it very quickly because your lines of play, your methods of doing it are going to be very limited, possibly for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. I, I think we're just around the hour mark, and I think we started a little late. We did start a little late. That's for damn sure. It's okay, though. <laughs> um, we have some longer episodes. We don't really restrict ourselves. It's just so... Um, I guess good thing here's we mentioned a lot of cards that we're excited about things you could do with a couple of commanders um, now I guess what's like your janky card of that you could think that you could think of like for the for a week whatever something besides uh, Kamigawa something you've noticed like you're like yeah that card's fun um oh Gosh, I had actually a card in mind. Night. Here, you go first. Let me. I think it's in this deck box. I'm just gonna quickly look through it. All right. So, I actually kind of mentioned it this episode, but I don't know. I've been playing Commander for a while. I've been playing Magic for a long while too. 
but there's a lot of cards. So when I forget a really cool card, <laughs> I feel bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, I, this card is pairing well with another card that I'm playing as well. And it's hard to say one or the other, so I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i go with both. We have a few extra minutes. So, uh, The first one is Tombstone Stairwell. Really old card. Oh, so good. And what it does is it's a black enchantment at each end step every player makes a number of 2-2 tomb spawn zombie tokens uh, with haste equal to the number of creatures in their graveyard. Cool. And at each end step, each player sacrifices all of their tomb spawn zombie tokens. Really cool effect. If you're playing a zombie tribal Go ham, my dude. Uh, so the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning of the upkeep, everyone gets these zombies. End step, everyone sacks these zombies. So if you've got a bigger graveyard than everyone else, you're getting more. But you could also benefit ways is you want to play zombie tribal, they come with haste. Go to town. Yeehaw. Um, and if you're playing aristocrats, oh man, you get all these zombies that you can just throw at people, and if they don't die, you sack them in end step. And you trigger uh, your aristocrats. And so do they. You're literally forcing, at minimum, four creatures onto the field every turn and four creatures to go to the graveyard every turn. My Conrad fucking loves this card. And the other ones, yeah. uh, I mentioned it earlier, Mortuary. Enchantment, yeah. whenever Same a creature thing. goes to your graveyard, instead it goes on top of your deck so many weird janky things you can do with that absolutely just if you have like uh, death trigger draw cards you can already create some loops just such a fun weird card from an auto set oh yeah not to mention Bolas and Citadel yeah <laughs> oh gosh uh huh yep Bolas and Citadel oh. Sack Outlet and Gary you've pretty much won the game or you have won the game unless somebody can stop you Dude, um, any sack outlet and that new card, Ruthless Technomancer. Oh, so good. <laughs> Ruthless Technomancer. Um, yeah, mine uh, is a card I'm probably going to mention a lot on this show, is Phyrexian Reclamation. Mm. Uh, one black for an enchantment, pay a one and a black, and two life, return to our creature from your graveyard to your hand. A uh, really great way to get value creatures back to your hand that maybe you don't want in play as much, that you just want to save the ETB for later. Um, and just yeah, definitely. a good way to I think last time end you step on the end step of the opponent before you up mentioning... get a bunch of cards to play to play next turn. Yeah, so Phyrexian Reclamation is a good one that gets it back to your hand. And mm -hmm. the other one I mentioned was the black version, the other version where you sacrifice a swamp and you can put a creature into play. Strands of Night, yeah. yeah. Strands of Night and Fresh Reclamation are two really cool, just... If you need something to happen, you can make it happen. Yeah. I mean, it's been... I've had Strands of Night in my deck for, decks for less than a year now, and multiple times I've won games with zero lands in play because Admir Borg and just went to town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Well, yeah, I think yeah. that's a good stopping point for us right there. All right, mm -hmm. um, I guess we've mentioned it before. We're now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. Uh, we're on Patreon. Um, we're working on, still working on getting our Twitter and YouTube and everything rolling and things like that, so you can keep up with us in contact. Uh, pretty much every, so far, everywhere we're at is Low Tech Commander. L O T E C C M D R. So keep an yeah. eye out. And then uh, join our uh, Discord if you're uh, able to. I know we uh, don't really have a place where we can post that, I think, yet. But if you're in the ABU Discord, uh, we have a link in there. Yeah, and as soon as we can, uh, we're going to get an eternal link on our Discord. And we'll attach it to our RSS webpage. So yep. RSS.com slash 
low tech commander and uh, as soon as we get an eternal link to our discord it'll be there uh, we post janky things ask for opinions feedback discussion you know hit us up yeah well take it I'm easy going to <laughs> yes see you all next time be safe